Sure. So I can go anytime, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Let's talk about the work. Let's talk about the work, um, mm-hmm. which you say, I guess, is an outcome of conversations with your mother, your friends, taxi drivers, lecturers, and really, I guess, the process uh, of creation for yourself, uh, touching mm-hmm. on identity formation and, I guess, you know, the societal and cultural drivers of belonging. Uh, talk to us about that. Um, so it really started off with a comment. So the body of work started off with a comment that a taxi driver made, you know, about Bonga people, like not even a monkey would want to be Bonga. And I used to think about like the Zulu culture because the taxi driver happened to be Zulu. And I started to think about the Zulu culture and the Bonga culture. And my mom happens to be Zulu and my dad is Bonga. Mm. And I used to, start to think about this broader history of these two cultures. Um, and also my personal history with these two cultures. So that's how the body of work started, and so that's why the cyanotypes or the pictures, photographs, are a conversation, you know, between me and my parents, Mm. um, and also, like, this broad history of the Zulu and Zonga people. And, and, I mean, just as we talk about that, because also that isn't just a a neutral experience. I mean, if you think about... um, uh, the structural location, uh, just in the cultural mix that is Johannesburg and South Africa uh, in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the structural location of Zonga or, or Shang'an people uh, in that space. Uh, you know, you hear experiences of people saying for the longest time, I didn't want people to know uh, that I'm Zonga or my, you know, one of my parents is from Mozambique uh, or that, you know, we're from somewhere in Guiani and this is the language mm. that we speak. Talk to me about how those tensions and those contradictions find expression in some of your work? Um, so in my work, what I really try to do is be honest about how, you know, jarring these experiences can be, like how the tension can sometimes, well, has caused me to really try, like, try to hide the fact that I'm going as well. So this is almost like a coming out of sorts for myself because it's always been difficult. Like I've always, I've learned how to code switch and how to hide the fact that I'm Zonga and try to fit in because I understand that my immediate environment doesn't necessarily accept Zonga people. So, yeah, this work is also like an exploration of that. And through the the pastel drawings, um, I'm kind of trying to figure that out, like figure out this performance of culture, like Mm. these clothes, these beautiful, colorful clothes and how they're so bright and beautiful, but behind them is like a history of people who are not really well recorded and are not really well respected in Mm. the country. Yeah. I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I want us to talk, you know, about the multiple mediums uh, that uh, you uh, operate with and, of course, Mm -hmm. your own creative process and um, I guess also, yeah, making a livelihood from the art that you create. Okay. Nine minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to a Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Akawe. It's our Culture Talk segment. Kanye Silemawa is my guest. And uh, we talk about her work, which uh, I guess debuted not in the traditional sense because people couldn't come through and uh, see the work and chat uh, and have a, a glass of some red while, you know, they experience uh, some of that work. But that's the nature of where we are. Uh, her work uh, out at the Stevenson Gallery in Cape Town. And uh, Kanye Sile- I want us to talk about the multiple mediums uh, that uh, you use uh, and I guess how a lot of that really is, is linked to the kind of social commentary that is such a critical part of the work that you do. So um, cyanotypes are actually like a historical uh, medium of making, pho- uh, of making photographs. 
So when I make them, I expose them to the sun, and then the image gets transposed onto the paper. Um, so with that, like the reason I felt it was important for me to use cyanotype, firstly because it's blue, and I was thinking around a blueprint or like the blueprint of myself and my history or how I came to be or why I am the way I am. But secondly, because cyanotype is, because it's historical, it's almost as if I'm inserting my own history, you know, into the canon, into the greater history of the world. So that's why cyanotypes were important. But in terms of the pastels, what really drew me to them is the color, as well as the kind of movement that's created when I use them. So, yeah, for me, like mediums are, I always pick the best medium to bring across my message. Mm, yeah. Mm. And, and and let's talk about the process. I mean, uh, you know, the process of putting the work together. And I guess there's mm-hmm. an entire value chain thereafter of distribution, of discussions. I'm so sorry. Sure, sure, no problem. And then of discussions with gallery owners, uh, you know, really trying to get your work out there and effectively, I would assume, make a living from it. Uh, talk to us about yeah. that continuum. I mean, the creative part of it, uh, which is the process of really making sure that the work, in effect, happens. But then mm-hmm. there's, there's the other element, which is around, you know, the, the more commercial and livelihood element of it. Yeah, so... And, and I mean... That dynamic, uh, you know, we all we all know. I mean, South Africa is is a place where all manner of unequal economic relations happen, exploitation happens. Um, mm. just, just your assessment of, I guess, how that plays itself out in the world of the arts, uh, which we sometimes romanticize and think some of the really hard economic relations don't happen there. And yet they yeah. probably often are more pronounced in that space uh, from the stories that we hear of some of the greatest artists we've produced in this country. Yeah. I mean, I've been really lucky in that so far I don't have personal um, stories of being exploited. But yeah, it does. It can be like really, it can be a very tough industry um, if you're not careful with, you know, like with contracts and with um, like making sure that you understand what it is the gallery or the art dealer or the curator is offering to you. Um, I think, yeah, things like that do happen where people get exploited, but I personally don't have any <laughs> stories towards that, so, yeah, I can't really speak too much to that. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, and, and let's maybe, I guess, you know, as, as we think about uh, this formulation that you come up with of a cultural and sort of societal framing of belonging, Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a very provocative uh, a formulation, and, and I want you to maybe unpack and unravel it uh, insofar as it, um, you know, confronts the negative connotations we were talking about earlier of uh, Shitsonga culture, but also, I guess, how in an urban context that's a melting pot, you know, scrambled egg of sorts, um, you know, how, how do those cultural and societal bearings of belonging play themselves out? Um... I guess it's really about finding myself first mm. and figuring that out first before like trying to fit in into the world. And I think like just by telling my own story then somebody else who perhaps can relate to it can then like find their own like build their own narrative. Mm. So yeah. I think like ideas of belonging are really gated. I think once you you understand that you belong to yourself first, then you can start to figure out how you want to, to like, exist in the world. Mm, mm. And so maybe it's not about belonging, but it's about being. 
Sure, sure. Just yeah. maybe on a lighter note as uh, we uh, wrap up there. I mean, we saw uh, uh, one gentleman, I won't mention his name, uh, selling uh, what I would call, you know, millionaire or billionaire type Shipelanis. And uh, a lot of the work <laughs> that you do, um, I guess, you know, uses the Shipelani as a reference. Talk to us about that just as we wrap up. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great that, like, you know, the Tsonga culture is finally being, like, it's finally being brought to life and it's being celebrated in the way that it should. And I think it can only do, like, it can only do good for us. Like, it doesn't do any harm. So, yeah, I think that's great. Okay. <laughs> I totally support that. Well, yeah, I hope you have the money to buy those Shpelanis because I certainly <laughs> I don't. I mean, if people buy my art, I definitely will. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Can you see Thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, wish you all of the best as, uh, yeah, your work debuts there out at the Stevenson in Cape Town. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Aya. Kanyisile Mawai, they're speaking to us uh, this evening uh, about uh, her work there uh, coming out uh, this evening, titled Stage, and exhibiting some of the work from the ambivalent blueprint. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there, folks. A lot of you saying, Hey, man, Niyakanjani, uh, Dr. Lushaba, you know, to just leave like that. Well, Ndozobao. Uh, yeah, and uh, we certainly promise you part two next week, Thursday. So do catch our Thought Leader Thursday as we have part two with Dr. Loazi Lushaba. Special thank you Banga. Lay economy.